they're going to give you everything that you're eligible for. And once you start receiving those things, the temptation to work less because you now have this extra coming in or maybe not to go back to work as soon as you can, it's human nature. Wherever you're getting something from and it's free, it changes your behavior. So anyway, I've just blown right through our natural break because I'm kind of running things manually today. So we're going to go to the break. And when we get back, we are going to be talking about more um, more news of the day, more Stacy on the right. Go to StaceyOnTheRight.com and hit the subscribe button. Um, we'll be right back. court all wet because the players kept dribbling on it <laughs> the dad joke corny grown worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids what did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school bye son <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule make your kid laugh today go to fatherhood.gov brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services and the ad council If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba. Please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. When toddlers to tweens, visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for your age and Welcome back to the program. So, um, ton of, I want to go what into What if the, I could tell you that a full-blown wildfire was going I'm to occur sure tomorrow going right here. where you live? Tell you exactly which neighborhoods it would engulf and how fast it would do it. The first thing you would do is talk with your loved ones and make a plan today. All right. <laughs> Um, this is what happens when I'm writing the show manually. I've got all kinds of stuff going on um, that shouldn't be going on at the same time. But welcome back. Um, so I wanted to head over to the chats, different chats that we have going on on Facebook. I wanted to say hi to Margaret and Kenneth, Jason, Alan, um, Ellen, a bunch of fun people on there, Jake, Connie, Carolyn, thank you so much for being into the chat room. And then over on YouTube, Angie, Merle, thank you so much for being on YouTube. And then um, I don't actually see who goes into the live stream when we're talking about the um, Periscope. Like I'd have to click through and see who all's in there. Um, So I wanted to also give a quick update. Um, if you watched or not watched, but listened to the live stream, well, we had, we basically, we didn't have a live stream. We didn't have a YouTube video of the interview with Dr. Williams. Now, remember, he's where he lives 
and I'm where I live. So if we had had a live stream, you would have only been looking at me. But we weren't able to do a live stream because we had to accommodate his schedule for when he was available to do the interview. So the interview is podcast only. And if you want to hear the chat that I had with with Dr. Williams, it's there. It's episode 546. And it's at com. Just like that sounds, listen.stacyontheright.com. So that's where you can find that and listen to the interview. There is no video. And if there was, you wouldn't be looking at Dr. Williams. So you're just hearing the interview with him. It was a phone interview, as all of my interviews are. And it was fantastic. And I think you should listen to it. But that's the only option that you have. So if you're looking for that on YouTube or someplace else, it's not there because I didn't have a video capability for uh, for Friday at the time that we had that interview. Um, so we just talked about the um, the people who are coming off of food stamps. And I, I just have to say, it's super exciting for them. But we're also having other news. And I was going over this with um, my husband and, and, well, one of the kids, the kid who's still here, um, over the weekend, because this is something that we're finding. So first off, it's vaping. And you might want to check with your kids and ask them if they know any kids at school who are basically you sneak the vaping devices into the school and in between classes, girls will go in the bathroom and there'll be a bunch of them that are sharing the same one or two little vaping uh, e-cigs and they'll vape in the bathroom in between classes and then go back to, you know, go to their next class. This was going on at one of the schools that we, so we know a lot of kids who, some of them are at my kids' schools and then some of them, you know, you know parents whose kids are at other schools and they've been talking about this happening. And so we were talking to the kids about that. Well, now this new phenomenon that's going on, it's been reports over the last week, and I wanted to kind of wait it out just a couple of days to see what they were going to come up with. And right now, there's they can't figure out what's going on. It's a severe and public, puzzling lung disease linked to electronic cigarettes and other vaping devices, and doctors across the country don't know what's going on. They're, they're scrambling to diagnose and care for patients who are struggling to breathe. Now, on Friday, the CDC actually issued, they they numbered the vaping-related illnesses at 450 cases in 33 states. It's directly connected to using e-cigarettes, especially those that are purchased off the street from people who are just basically, you know, and, and again, I know it's one thing to go to your neighbor, you know, you're walking up and down your street or something and your neighbor has lemonade stand. Well, you probably are going to be okay purchasing lemonade from the lemonade stand of your neighbor, right? But if you're just walking down a major, a street of a major city or even a, a little city and some dude is selling e-cigs, something that you're going to inhale into your body, why would you buy e-cigs from some stranger instead of buying them from a store where you could at least hold them accountable later? How do you find that guy again if you vape the e-cig and then you get sick? How do you find that guy? Where, where do you go to find him? Oh, that's right. You can't because you bought it off of him just straight off the street. So let's exercise some common sense. But the reason why there's maybe not as much common sense here as maybe is required is some of the people who are purchasing these e-cigs off the street, they're kids, they're underage. So that's why they're buying them from these dudes off the street. Now, 450 cases in 33 states, respiratory illness, As of Friday, five people have died. So they're not just cases or data points. They're individuals. They're suffering. They cannot breathe. In uh, health officials in California, Indiana, Minnesota, each announced one death on Friday. The Minnesota Department of Health said the patient who died in their state was over 65. An investigation revealed that the cause of death was linked to vaping illicit products containing THC, the psychoactive compound in marijuana. Again, that's that's the, that's what we're up to. You got nothing else to do but try to get marijuana into vaping. Look, you're taking your own life into your own hands. So there's the caution for you. Um, in California, an unidentified patient older than 55 was felled by the mysterious disease after using a vaping de- device to consume THC. That's in uh, Los Angeles County. Out of the 12 cases of illness linked to vaping this summer in the nation's second largest city, only one did not involve a cannabis product. 
two deaths in Oregon and Illinois uh, also are under investigation. Now, there are new recommendations from the CDC that people stay away from vaping devices while investigators work to pinpoint exactly what's behind the illnesses. So the CDC is saying just don't vape, right? Because they can't figure out if it's something that's been laced in just the THC additives or if it's something that's unique to a specific cartridge or if it's a specific flavor or a specific vendor. They don't know. So the less they know, the more imperative it is that you basically just say, I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to participate in this until they figure out what's going on. So, so far, the FDA has tested 120 product samples and have been unable to identify any one brand, ingredient, or substance that could explain the illnesses. The FDA lab is currently scouring the products for a broad range of chemicals, which include nicotine, THC, additives, pesticides, opioids, poisons, and toxins. While the investigation continues, officials urge consumers to steer clear of potentially counterfeit products. If you're thinking, and let me give this quote, this is Mitch Zeller, who's the director of the FDA's Center for Tobacco Products. He had a press call with reporters, and this is the quote from him. If you're thinking of purchasing one of these products off the street, out of the back of a car, out of a truck, in an alley, or if you're going to then go home and make modifications to the product itself, using something that you purchased from some third party or got from a friend, think twice. Again, think twice. Now that doctors in multiple states and the Virgin Islands, which has reported one case, have had a chance to compare notes, they're finding similarities. Basically, after the illness is inside you, you start to feel pretty lousy for a few days. Then you go to the doctor and they misdiagnose you with bronchitis or a viral illness, which means they're going to tell you to take some over-the-counter and go home. When treatments for those conditions fail, the symptoms worsen to the point where they're having trouble breathing, forcing patients to seek help in an emergency department. Oh, wow. So patients are experiencing shortness of breath, fever, cough, fatigue, nausea, and vomiting, all said they'd recently vaped either THC, nicotine, or a combination thereof. The same symptoms have shown up in 53 patients in Illinois, where the majority have been otherwise healthy, relatively young men. All patients had abnormalities seen in imaging apparent in both lungs. Uh, so health officials in the Wisconsin Department of Health Services published their findings about vaping-related cases in the New England Journal of Medicine on Friday. Illinois has reported 53 either confirmed or possible cases. Wisconsin has reported 34. So misdiagnosis is pretty common. 72% of the patients who'd been hospitalized after vaping had been previously seen by a doctor for their symptoms. By the time they were hospitalized, more than half of them needed to be placed in intensive care, and a third of them were placed on ventilators. Oh, wow. So doctors are recommending that if you vape, you should seek medical help if you start to develop symptoms. If you have the following symptoms, immediately go and seek help and tell them that you've been vaping. The symptoms that you're looking for are shortness of breath, cough, fever, chest pain, extreme fatigue, vomiting, or diarrhea. Now, I know that a lot of people who are using e-cigs are using them because they were previously addicted to uh, nicotine from cigarettes. And so they're trying to get rid of cigarettes and they're basically trying to transition off of that by using these e-cigs. Well, I don't know if it's uh, it's going to be a good way. And they're saying that if you're trying to use it to get off of nicotine, it's just an alternative way to deliver nicotine. So you're really not going to be stepping down from regular cigarettes using e-cigs. So, you know, the it's it's not it's not going to help. Now I've seen stories of people posting online that this has helped them to stop smoking cigarettes, but the question is are you still vaping? Like do you have to vape? Because if you're addicted to vaping, no longer addicted to cigarettes, then you've just replaced one thing with another. So the New York State Department of Health said lab tests showed extremely high levels of vitamin E acetate in nearly all of the analyzed samples of products that contained cannabis. Vitamin E acetate was not found in the nicotine products that were tested. Now, this compound is a commonly available nutritional supplement that is not known to be harmful when taken as a vitamin or applied to skin. But 
they're not sure what happens when it's inhaled. So um, you can also go to safetyreporting.hhs.gov, safetyreporting.hhs.gov. And if you head over there, you can find some interesting information. You can also report if you've been a part of this recent spate of, of vaping illnesses so that they can keep better count on what exactly is going on. Um, again, I, I don't, so for me, it's not an issue of like, I, I would never vape. I'm hoping that our kids never vape. But I also know that there are people out there who are vaping and using um, using these e-cigs. And so what my hope is that you'll, first of all, maybe take a break from it while this is going on until they figure out what it is and get a treatment protocol together for people so that, you know, they're not being sent home and waiting until the illness is so bad that they have to be put on ventilators. And then second of all, we need to reevaluate the safety of, of this item. And then in the end, whether or not it's deemed safe, it has to be a personal responsibility type of a choice. Do you need to vape? Is it something that you absolutely must do? If it's something you're doing for recreation, can't you find anything else to do? This sounds like it's really hazardous to the health of, of Americans and we shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be participating. That's, that's what I'm saying. So now I want to pivot over to Google. They are facing a new antitrust probe by 50s, 50 attorneys general. So Texas is going to lead a joint state investigation into Google over antitrust concerns. And this was announced by Attorney General Ken Paxton on Monday. So today, the news follows the announcement of a joint state Facebook probe led by the Attorney General of New York. Google is also reportedly facing an antitrust probe from the U.S. Department of Justice. Now, what's interesting about this is uh, they could easily not have these problems if they would just shore up their safety, you know, so basically the safety protocols that they have around information security you know, stop, stop spying on people. Um, you know, so basically stop acting like a big old internet bully, stop suppressing conservative content. So all the stuff that people have been complaining about, if they just basically went through the company and said, we're revamping this thing, we're not going to do these things anymore because they're anti-American. There wouldn't be a need for 50 states attorneys general to probe into them, but there is a need because of the way they've behaved. Uh, so the links to this will be at listen.staceyontheright.com. Um, we're going to head off into the break. And so we'll have more Stacy on the right after these messages. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. 
That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Spacey on the Right. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for being here today. Don't forget to share the podcast. That is the main reason we're slamming and jamming over here, enjoying ourselves. And we are really excited about um, the podcast numbers and we want them to continue to grow. So don't forget to tell people, listen to com. Uh, so, you know, we're looking at China's exports. They just fell precipitously. We kind of mentioned that before, but I want to give you the highlights. Um, it's actually great news. The trade war with the United States has continued to hit the world's second largest economy right in the tuchus. They are not enjoying Donald Trump basically holding them accountable and making them answer for their unfair trade practices. Um, shipments fell by 1% in the month after growing 3.3% in July in dollar terms and below the 2.1% growth expected by analysts in a Bloomberg poll. Imports in the month dropped by 5.6%, leaving a trade surplus of $34.84 billion, according to China's General Administration of Customs. July's expansion now seems like an anomaly, likely driven by front-loading as new tariffs of 15% on the uh, on about $110 billion of Chinese goods that took effect on September 1st. American buyers of Chinese goods subject to the new tariffs were likely to have filled their inventories as much as possible before the goods became more expensive to import. So basically people kind of basic pre-purchasing. They know they're going to have some demand in the next month. They're just trying to offset the impact of the tariffs. So there's no real growth there. It's just people trying to take advantage before they find another supplier for this newly expensive item. The BBC reported that Chinese exports to Europe, South Korea, Australia, and Southeast Asia also worsened on an annual basis compared with July. The red Chinese are running out of lipstick to put on their pick of an economy. <laughs> you got to love Don Server. So they're hooked on exports and President Trump is exports anonymous. He's not having it. Okay. I love that. Um, so you might have also seen this is one that's making the rounds and not to, to toot my own horn, but here it comes incoming. We interviewed this guy. A year and a half ago, maybe even close to two years ago, we had this guy, Epstein. His name's Dr. Robert Epstein, and he was on the Stacy on the Right show way back when at the other place. He came on the program to talk about Google's bias in the 2016 election and how they manipulated voters to Hillary Clinton's favor, possibly 800,000 votes. And Epstein, he was on Life, Liberty, and Levin. And he said the study looked into politically oriented searches from a diverse group of American voters. He went on to say that the level of bias was sufficient, 
I calculated to have shifted over time somewhere between 2.6 and 10.4 million votes to Hillary without anyone knowing that this has occurred. Now, just one second here. If that's true, doesn't this mean that not only did she not win the Electoral College, but she got spanked that President Trump did win bigger than any other president in the known history of elections? We have no reason to doubt these results. When Epstein came on my show, he was utterly credible. In fact, I was making a comment about something that had to do with this story, uh, something to the effect that leftists were, you know, basically stealing elections. And he said, you know, full disclosure, I voted for Hillary Clinton and I consider myself to be a Democrat. And I was taken aback. I was like, oh, so he said, but that doesn't change the fact that they're cheating and they're actually harming our what he he called it a democracy we don't have a democracy by the way we have a representative republic um but anyway that's the story can you believe this can you actually like get your mind wrapped around the fact that google did not trust hillary clinton to win and so they shifted votes in her favor and they still lost so it wasn't a close election So it means that President Trump could actually win by a whole ton, except if they did it last time, what do you think they're doing now? What do you think they're doing now? Why do you think the traffic is so low on certain blogs and so extraordinarily high on the lefty sites? And they're still shutting stuff down. Did you hear? Think Progress, the blog is shutting down. And it is a blog that had amazing funding, an outstanding level of Uh, income from leftist groups and George Soros, and they're still shutting it down. The Center for American Progress is shutting down Think Progress, the blog. Their blog had somewhere between four and five times the amount of funding that a lot of right-wing, as they call it, right-leaning organizations have that are still open and putting out content and, you know, research and everything else. So, you know, you cheat, you lose. You may not lose right away, but it's going to come back on you. So even after spending billions of dollars this year, the federal government is running out of, guess what, to care for the thousands of illegal aliens who are crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. They're actually going to now divert funds from Head Start and Alzheimer's and cancer research. They're going to divert those funds to care for people who are not Americans. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar has had to divert $831 million to cover a funding gap. Those funds for illegal alien families were transferred from HHS programs designed to help Americans, including Head Start, CDC, uh, Prevention Initiatives for the CDC, Cancer Prevention, and Alzheimer's Care. Illegal aliens are actually beginning to bankrupt our country. And the idea that we're supposed to be happy about it, as the Democratic candidates have said, it doesn't make any sense. And I, and I just want to make it clear here. I don't believe that it's just that. Like whatever we're looking at here, and apparently there's a new book out by Michelle Malkin where she's done research into this, but I don't believe it's just those programs. I believe it's so much more. The ripple effect can be seen all over the country where we're literally seeing like it just take K through 12 public education. If you have a whole bunch of students that you can't turn away because you have to educate any kid who shows up at your door who has proof of residency and you have other programs that you've been using, talented and gifted programs, art programs, um, literacy programs for kids who are falling below the proficiency level, just you name it, all the different extras that parents pay extra money for a house to live in a school district because it has the laptop carts and, you know, has access to technology, smart boards, et cetera. All the money that parents raise to put into putting extra things in the the school buildings where their kids go to school. And then they have their funding cut for programs that are supposed to be paid for because they're a part of their tax base. And that's because their enrollment is expanding because there's all these extra kids there who are in the country illegally or they're anchor babies and their parents are in the country illegally. There's an impact and the impact continues to spread. It's not something that we're going to say, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. Nothing really is going on. Um, No, it is having an impact whether we're going to accept it or not. So, hmm. 
Now let's turn over to this report by Newsbusters. So some analyst on CNN made this huge statement about the NFL. This was Saturday afternoon, and CNN was following up their Friday hosts gushing over the NFL's Ryan Russell coming out as a bisexual by continuing to do their part to promote gay rights. So CNN sports analyst Christine Brennan predicted the NFL must encourage more gays to come out so that it can be viable in the future. Because what you need on a good NFL team, last that I checked, because you know I don't know anything about football except that it's a game that's played here in this country and it's super popular. I know about touchdowns and field goals, but I mean, I'm certainly no expert. But what does having someone who's an openly homosexual person, what kind of joy does that add to the game? What, what kind of skill or prowess does that add to the game? How does that make the game more interesting, better to watch, increase advertising revenue? How does it get more people to buy season tickets? How does it get more people to buy NFL apparel or other items that are endorsed by NFL players? I can tell you right now, it doesn't. NFL is a sport for manly men. It's a sport for men. Plenty of women enjoy it, but it's for men. We know it. Anybody who says otherwise is just lying to themselves. And men are not particularly interested in hearing about the sexual orientation of people who aren't heterosexuals. We know this. It, to deny it is to be an utter ball-faced liar. And it's just time we stopped entertaining these kinds of ideas. But of course, what am I saying? This was CNN. So you got CNN Newsroom weekend anchor Anna Cabrera proclaiming that Russell had made a bold move by announcing his sexuality as she set up a clip of his interview with CNN's New Day show from Friday. Then Cabrera brings this woman, uh, Brennan. She brings her aboard. She's also a sports columnist for USA Today. And she declared that it is a big deal because the NFL is a reflection of our culture. And she also alluded to Colin Kaepernick using NFL games to protest and called Russell's move an important first step. So let's say a ton of NFL players come out as gay. That's not going to bring in more dollars. It's not going to bring in more revenue. But more than that, they act as if this is some positive cultural phenomenon. It's not. There's nothing positive about this. People who watch football, people who enjoy football, people who really, they don't want to have any of this social issue stuff having anything to do with football, They're not going to be drawn to it because of this. And there are lots of Americans, millions of Americans who stepped away from the NFL during the Colin Kaepernick thing. So the last thing the NFL needs is to engage in more social justice warrioring. It's the last thing they need to do. Um, And and I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm kind of surprised that, but this is CNN and this is what they have to share with us out of all the things that they could be sharing with us as Americans. That's what they choose to do. So, uh, all right. There's a few people who are actually challenging the president. Um, so according to OpsLens, you know, they have their Monday morning briefing. The GOP in Kansas, Nevada, and South Carolina have cast their lot with the president and canceled their presidential primary contests. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Let's have some of these organizations actually support the president. Okay. I mean, this is what, this is the way it's supposed to work. So all of their nomination support will go to president Trump, which is bad news for Bill Weld, Joe Walsh and Mark Sanford. Isn't that a group of winners? Sorry. I'm not, I'm not actually sorry. Sorry about that. Um, so the most pressing problems with the president, according to those three are that the president is mean. You heard me. He's mean and upsetting. Um, so moving on. You're wondering what's going on in California? Well, there's this viral video down on, um, where is it? It's, it's, well, you can find it at com. There's, it's making the rounds around the internet and it's a part of Oakland, California, but it looks like Calcutta. Like it looks like a third world country with clothes hanging out on lines and just filth and and vermin. It's Oakland, California. Okay. So guess what else is in Oakland, California? Well, leprosy and typhus, dark age diseases. 
they're making a comeback because of the horrible conditions there. So I don't know, I just I I'm it's beyond me how liberal Democrats can let this go on why they're not cleaning these streets up because what if they're trying to sell the idea that liberalism and progressivism is what's great for America why don't they do their very best to make sure that the picture that's being put out there is of prosperity and what they call progressivism it it just shocks me to know in that this is the way they're having people living under their command and control but why why are you shocked Stacy why are you surprised when you look at inner cities in America over the past 40 years 50 years you see the same kind of degradation that is part of what Dr. Williams and I discussed on Friday that if you're living in a place that's controlled by Democrats it's likely that it's not a very nice place and so people will automatically well Austin's a nice place is it is it nice for the poor not rich people. It's nice for rich people wherever they go because they have money and they can make things nice. I'm talking about regular people. Is it nice for them? What about, um, well, you know, people in St. Louis? There are some beautiful areas of the city of St. Louis. I mean, you just would be stunned by the architectural beauty and these posh neighborhoods. Um, and then there are some like sub- suburban-esque neighborhoods in the city of St. Louis that are so beautiful and wonderful to live in. Clean, very little crime, neighborhood watch, wonderful. But I'm talking about where the poor people live. Is that wonderful or is it third worldish? And St. Louis is nearly as bad as a lot of these other places. Um, when, I, when you say Oakland, that's like a whole nother universe away from what people are dealing with in St. Louis. And there are bad conditions here, but I mean, Oakland just makes it look like a piece of cake. So I'm interested in seeing more of what, more improvement, more opportunity for Americans, more, more ways that we can take away the third world kind of living and replace it with the American ideal of hard work, um, sacrifice and success and meritocracy. It's not perfect, but it's the best you're going to get here on earth. So, all right, that's the show for today. Guess what? I'm going to be back here tomorrow. So you have a fantastic evening. God bless you. And um, I'll see you then. <laughs>